0: Welcome to The Rec Room with Mandy and Mia, a podcast about books and the people who write them. podcast called I... The Rec Room with Mandy and Gio, <laughs> And I, I have a new mic. I, <laughs> I
1: genuinely wish for this episode to end already.
0: Ooh, it feels I so good does to it? have a new microphone right. that okay. uh, does not uh, mess anything up at the very top of the episode. <laughs> I
1: know. Setup took a uh, significantly less time than it usually did
0: yeah but um hey look uh we now have uh sibling mics i do we do we do have the same we type do of mic have now, so sibling mics everything is just gonna go smoothly from here <laughs> on
1: out i hope you are not gonna do that forever because i swear to god we're gonna quit the i'm gonna Rick quit Room. You're going you're gonna to ASMR the intro? No, no, the okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, thank No, God. it's alright, Okay.
0: I, I was uh, kidding with you guys. So this is a podcast. Die. I'm going to do the real intro now. This is a podcast called The Rec mm-hmm. Room with Mandy and Mio, where we ask the question, when does a writer's work become required reading? <clears throat> in each episode, we take popular authors of the day and review each entry in their bibliographies to see just how close these writers get to the sweet spot between mainstream breakout success and traditional literary sensibility. My name is Mio. And I'm Mandy, and we are talking about the books of Zadie Smith. So yes, last sir. week we talked about White Teeth, her breakout novel, her debut, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it just like caught the literary world by storm, uh, mm-hmm. and how it even caused a stir among uh, literary critics. Critics, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah we were talking about how White Teeth um, was at the forefront of this emerging trend called hysterical realism or hysterical literature. Uh, And it was seen as, like, very much an offshoot of, like, postmodern trends. Which, like, in retrospect, like, I think 20 years on, that's not not as much the case now. Like, even now, I think I've been looking online, like, hysterical realism is seen more as, like, an offshoot of realism still. Or modernism still, rather than postmodernism. But in any case, coming from White Teeth, uh, Zadie Smith then moved on to her second novel... Uh, which she published in 2002. So, two years after White Teeth. And uh, this novel was entitled <clears throat> The Autograph Man, which we have read. <laughs> and. <laughs> you said. <laughs> yes. I <so>, promise. <laughs> we read it. We All read- right. Okay. 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 I'm going to say it up front. <laughs> like, Zadie Smith is an incredibly popular author. A lot of people uh, know her, like, are fans of her. <laughs> like religiously followed her work Uh but i feel pretty confident in saying at least among her novels that autograph man is the novel that's had like the least cultural impact yeah or has yeah had the least cultural like mainstay at least over the last 20 years that it's been in circulation you know like i think even when we were looking through the bibliography to map out the episodes that we would cover I had completely forgotten that autograph man had existed in, the, in her. Yeah, no, I,
1: I did too. I actually, or like, I actually didn't, I had never heard of it until our, until we were like researching on which of her stuff we were going to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I actually, this is the one that I never really
0: knew about. Right. And I think because, <clears throat> because I think we can make the assumption that at least among our readers, there's no way for us to tell. Who have read it. We're just going to assume that nobody has read it.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And we're
0: going to talk about it. um, As if we're trying to sell you on the idea. Of possibly reading Autograph Man. Should you you want to. Uh, But also like to. Maybe even. I guess like talk about the ideas. That we liked in this book. Okay like I'm going to preempt. What we usually do. In this show. Which is I'm going to give my evaluation. Off the top of the episode before we even talk oh, about it. Oh, are we doing that? Yeah, I, I want to do it. I don't oh, know okay, if so you let's do, do that. Because I, yeah. I I feel like we're in the same page here. I yeah. think we both think this I book is like. non-required.
1: Okay, thank you so yeah. much.
0: <laughs> no.
1: You know, and that's funny because I was actually thinking, <clears throat> oh my God, excuse me. I, I was actually thinking the other day, um, or like a bit before I... Started this book, I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if we're ever gonna have something that's super non-required. Yeah, and then this happened. (laughs) Yeah, and then I was like, because I was thinking about our stuff, and I was like, okay, most of the stuff that we've read so far, like we super either loved, yeah, or you, yeah, like or like we were like, yeah, I'd still recommend this, even though we were, you know, not right and on it. But then like this one, I really was like, oh okay, I'm. This is a yeah, but
0: it's weird also, but like a hard pass, right? Right. Like there, there are things about this book that I certainly liked. Yeah, but, me too. But I think I understand like the common sentiment of the time when this yeah. book was released, which is that people yeah. kind of saw this book as somewhat of a letdown or of a disappointment. Yeah. Even though it was a commercial success. Like critics completely f- destroyed it. Yeah, um, no, I feel like
1: it was a commercial success because yeah. maybe people like were
0: anticipating. Like, yeah, oh, like so everyone yeah. had
1: just pre-ordered the shit out of yeah. that or they bought it right away Every- and then afterwards were like, oh.
0: Everyone was pretty sure that this was going to go for the same kind of like thing that yeah. white teeth was and not realizing that the book was literally as far as she could get from white yeah. teeth which like
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean which like, i understand yeah. also like you would want to do that i guess especially mm. since she spent so much time with white teeth yeah. does that make sense yeah yeah and, yeah and i i guess well i don't know you maybe you could tell me this more than, right more than you know well, My okay, own experience,
0: Because, yeah, but... in terms of context, like, there wasn't much that I could find on this book. Like, I tried mm-hmm. looking for interviews, I tried looking for some critical essays the... on it. The w- one thing that. The one. Okay, what? Are so... we about to say the same thing? Are you going to say. Okay, one, two, three, go.
1: <laughs> she writer's had writer's block. Writer's block. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yay so, she, that was really also the only thing that I had seen about it
0: So um, she I sorry I clapped like in front of the microphone knowing that it's yeah. extremely sensitive no, it was but I so the bad. funny it wasn't that bad I promise okay, that bad so um yeah so Zadie Smith has stated yeah, that uh, it's much a filler when episode. she was working on Autograph Man coming off of white Teeth, mm-hmm. and like we like which makes sense because like I can only imagine like her mindset at the time like in mm-hmm. between 2000 to 2002. 2001 was a very like emotionally taxing year considering yeah. 9/11 and we talked yeah. about that a little bit in the last episode seeing how yeah. like her response to like James Wood and the rest of yeah. the literary critical community um was like her saying like hey I'm not sitting on an 800 page novel about like multiculturalism or anything like mm-hmm. I just write what I can right and yeah. and so evidently this next book was the next Thing that she only found, she only found that she could write, given yeah. those circumstances. I think, like, she want. I'm, I'm speculating here. I'm very much speculating here. But it, it really feels like this is the kind of book that, um, okay. I did. I know I could do White Teeth, but can I do something that's a little different, different, and possibly even closer to what they're expecting me to do? Right. Because this one is a. It okay in terms sure. of in terms of like describing the tone or the way. The this novel, the, the story, the narrative comes out. This is a novel where um, instead of like focusing on the idiosyncrasies or the minutiae or the interesting details of people's lives, mm-hmm. she's very focused on one set of characters mm-hmm. and then she kind of sets them all up within the first few chapters and then she just stays with them. The whole way through, yeah. You know, she never she never introduces anyone in like the yeah except except for the maybe for the exception of one character, but like otherwise uh, the rest of the cast is like honey. Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah, but then even then, like she's introduced in part one.
0: Right, right. Wait, where was she introduced in part one? Because I was trying to track that when they brought Uh, her up. Because
1: um, he talks about when he's talking about. uh, There's a part where he's looking at his emails. Oh, and then right, it's right, right, a bit right. after yeah, yeah, yeah. he finds out that's that right. he's already going there and he was she's one of to have the a
0: meeting with what do you him mean? like she, with her she, yeah she yeah. no, she no, no it him. was like no,
1: no it was more like um when he it was when he had first realized that he had during his acid trip booked the flight oh so he like okay. email or like he messaged his um American friends asking for like advice on how to deal with this and one of them was honey
0: okay there you go well okay yeah. so that's the thing I mean like I think I think like, especially us, since we're reading this 20 years on from when it was mm-hmm. published. Which and, is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, also <clears throat> the whiplash of having to read quickly, mm-hmm. coming straight out of White Teeth, White and Teeth. the experience of what White Teeth looks like, and then going straight yeah. into this book. <laughs> like, it, yeah. was, it was, I remember, like, the book was, like, kind of hard to follow at first. Yes, agree. Right? So okay, so in general, I think we can say the book is about um, the main character, the the titular role of the autograph man is um, this guy named Alex Lee Tandem. And he's like a Chinese, British, um, Jewish Jewish person. And and it's one of those interesting things where it's like, um, okay, not only has this book aged interestingly, but so have like the the criticisms around it and so have the criticisms about like Zadie's like writing in general because like I think people again oh wait okay mm.
1: so what other criticisms are there because oh sorry you say your thing and then I'll ask my question yeah because
0: like with White Teeth they were saying okay this is like her setting her stake and saying that she's gonna write the next big multicultural novel or the big multicultural novel about Britain and Mm. and then when they heard like I don't know how much of this like came out like uh before the book was released or as the book was Mm -hmm. being released. But, like, the idea, like, oh, okay, her main character is Chinese... He's British. Yeah. And he's Jewish. And he's Jewish. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was like,
1: Yeah, we're gonna, gonna do all of that.
0: We're gonna go as far as we can. Like uh, yeah. just put them all there. But yeah. um but this book isn't really like that concerned with I think the Chinese and the British parts. It's very yeah, much it's concerned so with the Jewish It's so Jewish.
1: Parts. It's so Jewish. And we are not, yeah, Jewish we're, people. not we're not Jewish. But at like, all. And, like I Yeah. I feel like I learned new things because of this. You know what I mean? But then also, like, or like, you know, it touches on stuff that you generally know about in like, culture when when you have jewish characters and right. stuff
0: i mean like for us like we're we're both people who have grown up in a country where judaism was not like very culturally we have a popular. very small yeah it's it's, it's pretty jewish much catholicism <laughs> yeah and, and then Islam like, yeah and like born again
1: like you can probably count with two fingers right. how many right. uh but- like um you know what do you call them um
0: yeah, but otherwise like the cultural yeah, reach of Judaism is very, <laughs> is it's not, it's small. very yeah. weak here. Um so for us, I think we both like felt like as we were reading this novel, either we had to get through context what mm-hmm. the practices or what the rituals were, or what the, yeah. what were the what were the ceremonies that they were performing, the rites they were performing. Yeah. But then otherwise, like and this is I think the first thing I should say I really liked about this book, is that um it's its main concern, and the implication that this is the only thing Zadie could have written at the time coming out of white teeth, <clears throat> is that she wanted to write a a novel that was about about um the uh, I'm gonna get like really like philosophical here, but the yeah. abstract nature of relationships, yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. And like even like going as far as taking that to the abstract nature of a relationship Religion? with God. Yeah. Okay. Um. And relating that sense of an abstract nature with someone invisible. The afterlife. To, oh. Okay. No. To to fame. To celebrity. To, yeah. Like the idea of yeah. like the first part of the book is very okay. much focused on like closeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out of like the prologue right. where. Well, okay. Well, I think like we'll just like loosely go through the plot, but like in the prologue, um, you have Alex going with his father, and uh, his Legion, and some friends. of his friends who will become important characters later uh, to a wrestling match, and then mm-hmm. the father he basically dies at the yeah. end of the wrestling match, and that kind of and and while he dies, um, Alex is getting the autograph. Of Like his
1: first autograph. Yeah, his
0: first autograph from the wrestler who won while mm-hmm. he meets another one of his future friends who is already, as a young an child, autographed an autographed man. boy. Yeah, <laughs> boy he's an autographed, autographed child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, like r- right away you get the sense that oh, okay, this relationship is kind of like the underlying focus of this entire novel. Um And like which, which you know, I mean like it's bookmarked by the death of the father and then the end of the book is like the memorial service of the father commemorating him on his like 15th death anniversary, mm-hmm. I think. And then all throughout you have this uh, sense that Alex is afraid to go through the ceremony. And first he does it with this sense she... of like hesitance. Like I- I'm yeah. kind of I don't really believe in religion. Yeah. So this is not for me. I, I don't think it yeah. will do anything. But then he like still, what's the point? But then he still very much carries talismans of belief. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end of the book, it's revealed that he's been holding on to this money note that uh basically oh, a no, money he, bill.
1: But it's in the he it's mentioned in the beginning also. Yeah, yeah. The one but,
0: from his dad. Yeah, yeah. The the, the no so, not the as yeah.
1: in like in part one.
0: Yeah. No. Oh no no. But the in the prologue, didn't the dad give him the, and the two yeah, other kids the and, money bill? With yes. their names written on it. Yes. And, then, and in
1: part one, there's a moment where he looks at it when he first wakes up. Right, 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 right. Okay. That's like the first time I yeah. think since then. And then maybe the second time is towards the end.
0: Towards the end. So he's yeah, like yeah. holding on to these tali- talismans that kind of anchor him to different people in his life,
1: mm-hmm. whether
0: they're people like his father who he's like close to and he knows or mm-hmm. has wanted to know in spite of his or absence. Kitty. Yeah, or celebrities like his most, yeah, like his favorite, um, favorite actress, actress. is this, this like older actress named Kitty Alexander who, like she, <laughs> so I, I this is the one where I really was like unsure about where where this book was going because yeah. this book has something for uh, I guess like Asians or for Chinese people that uh, that like basically Kitty Alexander she's like somewhat Russian. She has, she has like she's a,
1: Russian American Italian I remember yeah, at one point yeah. that's
0: how he describes her but then for some reason her most popular film or the film that he loves her for is I a film know, where it's she a basically film where did she is yellow face, face. Yeah,
1: she yellow face so hard in this freaking movie yeah like the and then like, the way that they and the, I remember when he was describing when he said the title of the film, but yeah. I, I was like, all and right, I was like, oh no. And <laughs> the <laughs> title of the film is
0: the, be... the title of the film is the girl from Peking.
1: Yeah, and then I was like, there's no way that they got a real girl from Peking for this, and then and it turns like, out to be her. And the then cover? the cover, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Can yeah. I do it, please? Yeah, yeah. Go, I mean, go, so go. the way that the cover is described to look like is that she is. On, on one side of the cover, it's her, um, in a chong sam, or like, for like non-Asian listeners, that's usually like the traditional Chinese, um, modern dress from like the, yeah. the f- I know that that came around in the 1900s and then she has her hair up and stuff and then her eyes are apparently taped like up deep, yeah. or something yeah and then like he says like he describes it he's like she's uh, meant to look like me but you know she's not no. and then the the other half of it is her later on in like western clothing and she looks like, I guess, less like a girl from Peking. Right. And then he says that that's basically the whole plot of the movie is her yeah. going from Peking to the West, which yeah. is essentially how a lot of movies back then were. But yeah. then also, at,
0: or like, actually, up to now. Which, <laughs> Let's no, be real. yeah, which, like, and, I mean, like, in a sense, yeah. like, that's also, like, I guess, the story of, like, or, like, he, he, one of his connection points with his father because wasn't mm-hmm. the dad also, like, a first-generation immig- immigrant?
1: Yeah, he right. went to boarding school in right, England. right, right, right. right
0: and then just live there his like, whole life. and he changed like, their like,
1: name China. and his yeah, name yeah. used to be tan and then he changed it to tandem
0: <laughs> which uh which you is know so, like <laughs> yeah but also like considering like if we know the philippine chinese filipino community that's also very <laughs> <laughs> common like they Yeah oh yeah, names yeah 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 no but make, like for like, them the man they
1: couldn't, or I don't know, my lawless joke, I'm so sorry to everybody. My lawless joke is that you have to combine as many as possible <laughs> to make a whole ass name. Or like why? a whole ass. I know, because his, his best friend's name is, um, oh my god, what the hell was his? Tanwatko? So he was like, that's three names. It's Tan, Wat, and Ko. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. That's all Chinese, yeah, he is. And yeah. I was like, "All right, all right, let's." It's really it back. We know you're seventy years old, but like,
0: <laughs> and so like the whole the whole like fascination, I guess, there with like I don't know, superficial Chinese identity, mm-hmm. yeah. That, like one, thing no, that's... and you know, mm-hmm.
1: part of me is now wondering: Does it have to do also with the fact that his dad died when he was really young? Because then he was just left with his Jewish side, and yeah. his dad was like, yeah, because his, his dad had is, converted. His mom also. is very
0: is a white lady who yeah. is very jewish <laughs> she's the white lady she's the white lady. <laughs> you can she see started her. the legend but yeah she was
1: you can see her in balera everywhere <laughs> no, anyway but, um but she, she i mean Baletta, like not ju- balera, sorry <laughs>
0: wait but she was like Jew- she's jewish and so he basically yeah. grew up with that jewish side yeah. now now there's that one aspect because i think you're onto something there but then that totally throws me off When we get to the other group of people that Zadie. Yeah, like his friends? No, no. There's another group of people that Zadie Smith is like weirdly fascinated with in this book. And that's like short people. Oh sure. yeah. Oh whatever, like yeah, okay. <laughs> like she, I guess they—they're not even like the only time. Okay, they're like, like the ones that the that Ruben Fine's wife are yeah. like doing the okay, fundraiser so, for. So, so the wife of one of the friends. <laughs> this is making of me Alex, think we're gonna do the Mulaney bitch. Yeah, she. did. <laughs> I'm carefully trying not to say it because I again never know. But, yeah, I also okay. am not sure. So, so wait, so we we can track this because like Al- one of Alex's friends, who's a rabbi, is married to this woman who is mm-hmm. running fundraisers for short, uh, for little people, and then later on, you find out that um, the fan club president of of Kitty Alexander, the president of the fan club, who's kind of like the only her only link to the outside world, is also a little person, and mm-hmm. then. At the end of the novel, you find out that the rabbi who is doing the memorial service for the dad is also a little person. So I, for me, I was like yeah. wait, like, what? Literally, there's so
1: much <laughs> happening. Like, and like, always just there's like, a, and there's we a got whole, another one. Like- there's
0: a whole scene at the end where uh, Alex is talking to the rabbi and while they're walking around the courtyard the rabbi makes gestures so that Alex can carry him and put yeah. him <laughs> so that they can be level. So and little- I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. So I'm so like that's where like it starts to like lose me, and like similarly, there are a lot of things I think in this book that that lose you. Yeah, it also lost me, right? Like so, like we were saying in the first part of the novel, it was kind of hard to follow because I think coming out again of white teeth, where in white teeth something is happening on every sentence, and these are all the things that are happening are things that inform you of character all around in the world even for side characters whereas Mm. like here like i remember going through the first two chapters i was like this is i i can barely retain information like i i'm so glad the first part of the book had like some digest summaries at the top of each chapter so that i could easily look back and say oh yeah yeah right that's the thing that happened but otherwise like i couldn't like keep things like what i couldn't see how they were linked like Oh, okay, so he... It's it, so much filler. Yeah, like, he... Like, there is one, like one thing that I remember thinking... Like, I obviously, I remember it now. But, like, as I was reading it, I couldn't figure out why he had to put so... She had to put so much discussion about the neighbor whom Alex was kind of attracted to, but now is just kind of, like, aggressive towards his cat. And then... See, what's her name? See, a, Chang? Anita, Anita. Anita. Anita Chang. Chang? Yeah, and then, yeah. like, she doesn't really, like, play... At least that much of a perceivably large role, except to color in Alex's, like, love life, I guess. Because he had fantasized getting together with this woman. And then completely the opposite happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where she's just, like, now sort of his, like... It's also one of his, like,
1: minimal, you know, connections to... Or, like, what he thinks is his as minimal connections to, like, his race.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, that's true, right? Because he mentions that, right? Yeah. So, like, you you would think that with like a smaller, contained cast of characters, there's more room for her to dig in, Dushed. or to like really deep, dive deep into uh-huh. the characters in the way that you saw her doing with her last novel. But uh-huh. like, you only really get that for like I would say the um, Alex, arguably.
1: Yeah, because he's it's his. There are only two points of views in this and it's him and the dad. Yeah, the that's dad, right. That's right. Like, literally it's only in the prologue. And
0: even like like I was like clocking it in that um Alex's love interest in this novel, Esther, who is the sister of his other friend Adam. Mm-hmm. Esther doesn't even like appear in proper in a scene except in a flashback until in like the end of the yeah. novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like she, yeah. otherwise to be she's, fair,
1: she's busy. But then also, yeah, she's it's busy. like okay. also
0: Alex's fault. So the whole so... the the reason that she's busy is that she. So when she was young, she had like a pacemaker installed in her heart.
1: And this is how they met. Yeah, and that's how because they met because Alex's dad was well, a, yeah was, was the a one heart who surgeon installed
0: it. And mm. then when the novel proper begins, she's having her pacemaker replaced, and she wants Alex to be there at the surgery. But then yeah. he has, like, sort of this fear of commitment. I don't know also if the pacemaker, if we're all following these things correctly, the pacemaker is meant to be another representation or anchor to his dad since the dad was the one who installed it. Since he it. was the one who, get, Like, yeah. was, is he afraid Maybe. of, like, committing to her because he's afraid that she's throwing away this part uh, of, of his dad? dad? Which, if she doesn't throw it away, will inevitably kill her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right?
1: I don't know. Well, there's also a part where he, when he, when he first, when it first starts delving into his relationship with Esther, yeah, he does talk about how I, I this is one of the parts that I really like, where he was like, he had been with, so he and Esther had essentially been together since they were seventeen or since he was seventeen because they're, he's three years older than her, yes, and um, and then he, baryang. Zadie says something that's like, um, he has gone through every conceivable emotion with the pacemaker, including like um, projection of the dad and then also like at one point, you know, finding it super sexy and then at one point just finding it super calming and then at another point, it's not about the dad at all and it's about Esther already living. And then after that, now where he's at then, it's more of like, parang him uh, not really being sanite. what's the word for it? Like, like used or that to. Not, not the one. Yeah, not, it's like kind of he's half complacent, half like forgetting that it's there. Yeah. And then so when, when she says that it's time to have it changed, he's more like, oh, okay, well it happens and that's um, it's just going to be one other. Like I remember right. say, there was a bit where he was like saying that or like thinking to himself that it would be like they're just gonna open her up and then put a new one, and can she come back again? And then he'll just see her then,
0: which is so weird, also because like his position to like life in general or circumstances in general is a bit like wishy washy. Because like you're yeah. saying that, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. That that did that is a thing that he thought, but then also towards the end, he sort of like part of his like argument against religion Revived. or is like the idea that. Um, you know things are you say things are better but they don't feel better i want things to feel better not because that's how i know they'll. Own, that's the only way i'll know that they'll I'll be know better. That they're better yeah and then like like he couldn't like sit with the idea of just accepting things as they mm-hmm. are yeah and so he's never like quite quote-unquote living in the moment but yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you know like he has all these qualms about how he's unable to change things and yet Right, yeah. you're as you're saying. He is also so complacent about the way things are. Like, yes. it, it also, yeah, it also it kind of shows like sort of his apathy towards people, which mm-hmm. is like, sure, like once in a while we all have that, but then it's like sort yeah, of unfocused. But then
1: in part one, it's literally just everyone. Finally, like giving him an intervention because he's been too complacent about everything, right, right. and then he ends up just getting up and going to New York with two of his not best friends, yeah, <laughs> with Jason Matzukis. Yeah. Okay, we have, and,
0: the, and we have to see who do you who so, do you find okay. cast as Ian no, 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 so, because so, I imagine right. him Let's,
1: to be like I think we one should of the...
0: introduce okay, okay. those characters or that world improper. proper because, like, okay. also, like, one of the bigger thrusts of the book in terms of plot. Is that um, halfway through? Alex leaves for New York. Um, and that's because he's uh, apparently signed up to go to this huge fair where it's like an autograph expo. Mm-hmm. And like um, several things happen which help to make this trip more significant seemingly as as he approaches it one of which is that after years and years of writing letters to kitty alexander and not getting any response back and these are by the way very great letters like i yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite things is like y- it's reading the a letters journal. like yeah. the letters weren't even like like they weren't like they sure he's like dear kitty uh, but he wouldn't be like, "How are you?" Or he he wouldn't say like, "I'm yeah. your biggest fan," which is the thing that she said she hated. But he yeah. would just like give observations about, I guess, the way that she was in movies, like, mm-hmm. uh, "Dear Kitty." He would
1: basically podcast. Yeah, about her. he would basically. <laughs> That's literally what happened. He had a podcast early. This is about, 2002. This is early, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a proto <laughs> podcast. This is a proto blog. Not doing, even a blo- He didn't even think to blog. He went straight to yeah, podcast and like, then made sure that the no, podcast no, I, went straight I'm, to the person. You know, He's like,
0: "I'm so old school. I'm gonna do yeah. it like they did in the 1600s. I'm Absolutely. gonna write a letter. Absolutely. And like, so after years and years of writing letters to her, when the novel be- begins in proper, he receives a postcard from her. With an autograph. Uh, and he is like unsure how he got it. He's like
1: yeah, yeah. for the first part of the novel, yeah. he
0: comes out of like a high and he's like really dangerous. Oh, I have like, something to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Where it seems like he received he it had from an acid God. trip. Yeah. He
1: had like a huge acid
0: trip. And and, and and the weird thing is like everyone in his like cadre of friends all claim to have seen him like magically like conjure the autograph yes. as if from nowhere like he just walked into the kitchen when he came back she out was he's like, already holding it what's up guys guess what <laughs> so so it was like weirder for the longest time but then towards the end of the first part he, he it's it's discovered that kitty actually sent him uh those autographs on yes. purpose which means that she does know about him yes and, so, like, and she
1: sends a secondary one right right just to like towards confer. the end of part One, Yeah, and then like her nopa is like to, what's his name? Alex. To Alex, finally, love Kitty or something like that. Right, right. It was so nice. And then honestly, part of me was like, this could end here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This could honestly end here.
0: (laughs) But like, like, it's the thing that motivates him to, when he gets to New York, to go see her out. Now you were saying, there was a thing that you were going to say about the acid trip. I want to talk about that first before we move on to New York. But what were you going to say about the acid trip?
1: Oh no, I can't remember.
0: No go. Okay. Say your thing, and maybe autograph. I'll. Okay. Well, anyway, he's going to the autograph expo in New York, and he's like, the thing is, like, Alex's like um, existence in the autograph world is something that's like very much like completely compartmentalized and removed from the the world that he knows with all his other friends. Like, it 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 very much feels yeah. like he's entering, That's like, a John work. Wick world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, yeah, 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 you yeah. don't know who's an autograph right. man and who isn't. And, like, yeah. he really, like, she really goes, uh, like, Zadie Smith, like, really goes to the length of implying, she, she, like, you know... She world-builds so hard. Yeah, like, she's, like, <laughs> implying, like, you know, sometimes the beggar that you see on the streets, he <laughs> he, yeah, he goes no to the really. auction house and yeah. he heckles and he forged the signature. Yeah. It's like, what the- who are these people? Well, yeah,
1: okay, that one, that one side character is one of the ones I was, like... He did not have to be here <laughs> at all. Like, and, and what was his name? Brian DeChamp, something. Brian DeChamp, DeChamp. Brian yeah. DeChamp. He's homeless as hell, but also sometimes makes so much money. And he's a, apparently, and then you find out also towards the end that he's a good forger too. Yeah,
0: which like that part clocks out to me because like I know, yeah. well, like when I was in college, like I, I was really interested in art forgery as a topic. Oh, that's so right. true. I would, like, true. I would, are, yeah, I would I read a lot this. about it. And then like I'd find yeah. that a lot of it was like situated in like, both like in places of poverty, but also like the links to the criminal underworld, mm-hmm. and like them taking advantage of poor people to like yeah to make like forgeries just so that they yeah, can make yeah. the money. And It was yeah. one of those things where it's like that part checks out. So I guess like when she was doing research into this world, there was a part of her that felt obligated to. Uh, like I yeah. guess like include that side. But even yeah. then, like there's there's hardly there are hardly any criminal also, elements or criminal underworld it, elements yes. in this yeah, yeah, book yeah. except just for the forgeries. Like and like the most And,
1: and also noting that like some that Alex almost got caught right. one time because he also had sold a rich person a forgery and but, that person buys from him yeah. all the time. And it was one of those things, I don't know, I was just like so what's the? But even then,
0: because yeah, like even even the stakes for the forgeries are low. This is like yes, okay. What if you what buy? To say. Yeah, what if you stakes. buy a forgery? Yeah, and it's like oh You bought a forgery. That's yeah. <laughs> You can cry like, in a corner. Who? Like
1: what? Okay, and so then you're then not what? gonna go to
0: the police or something. Or yeah. you're, not gonna, you're not gonna like call. Is there no regulating body or regulating commission who's running this exposition?
1: Exactly. <sighs> I think the only thing then the, 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 there's not even like some sense of like you could get your license yeah. like, taken from you like not. Not even
0: like I re- yeah. like, remember,
1: even see B- Boot that one, yet another side character yeah, who is an like, autograph girl, yeah. But she's um, like
0: sort of like the other, like side love interest of as, Alex, yeah, who works in another, who works for shop. that guy that
1: he had sold one of the past, yeah, yeah, Ju- yeah, yeah. And so, even then, even sh- when he was trying to sell something to. I think this is still the kitty one, and then they were all still thinking it might have been a forgery. She was like, "What the hell is your fucking problem? Why would you do that? Because you know that he's still cross with you because of um, the last forgery that you tried on him like right. two years ago, and and the, probably the only stake there was that he would get mad."
0: Yeah. He literally gets punched in the face. He has to go to a doctor. And then that's kind of it. Like, there are no yeah, like further repercussions. And then
1: again, the doctor... Here's the thing. He refuses to go to, like, a white hospital. Yeah, which, to the NHS. Understandable. Which, by the way, he, yeah. NHS, shout right. out. You guys are the <laughs> yeah. best. Right. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, frontrunners I, of the I, UK. a
0: foreigner... Can tell you, like, you guys have made it possible to dream of a national healthcare system <laughs> that is like subsidized by That's the government. True. So That's don't throw that true. away. And it's so good many stuff. of
1: your nurses are from us. Yeah. So thank you also, for employing yeah, our yeah. people. Yeah.
0: You know, like maybe give us also the vaccine.
1: Yeah, also <laughs> not, yeah, maybe don't make help us, us out just here. give it to Please you. Don't, like can yeah. we also
0: receive some of that?
1: Please can we <laughs> yeah, help us not get the Russia one? Yeah. Um Okay. Anyway, no, I was gonna say, like, so he he she's like, Right, I'm gonna take you you got punched in the nose, I'm gonna take you to the NHS basically. And and he was like, No, I don't really like going to those places. Um, let's just go to Chinatown. Yeah. And then he basically goes to this guy who used to be her dad his dad's doctor. Yeah, it's like the family he's doctor. He's also a Chinese yeah. yeah, and he's also a Chinese immigrant. But even then which is so weird because the, the dad in the prologue says that he doesn't trust him anyway. Right. Question, but also, Mark.
0: But also like <laughs> Wait, but then also like this doctor that they see in Chinatown doesn't like seem to know Alex very well at all. Like to the point that when he writes his name yeah. in Jewish he, yeah, the, yeah, the doctor's yeah. like, what is this? Does he? Is his brain like in the wrong Yeah, place is he like he, having an aneur- aneurysm? Yeah, I don't know yeah. who this guy is. Yeah,
1: also did you say in Jewish?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> in Hebrew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I said in it's the a- very first episode, I am a very ignorant Filipino. <laughs> love- Not no, the that Filipinos that- are ignorant.
1: I know, but like no, that makes me think of we had just watched Mank, and oh, yeah. there, there and there's a, there's a line that Amanda Seyfried actually has where, what's this where Gary Oldman says something in Yiddish and she just goes, "What was that?" I actually don't speak Jewish, <laughs> and then I remember just being like, "All
0: right, <laughs> yeah, sorry Jewish anyway. people, yeah, um, sorry Jewish people, we don't know that much." Right, so yeah, okay. uh, but then okay,
1: also this is my thing, as again people who. For me, especially me personally, like I have only experienced like Jewish culture from media. Yeah. Um, and then reading this, knowing also that Zadie is not Jewish. Yeah. Was that okay? And this is also something that I wanted to ask earlier when you were talking about criticisms. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. did you find any criticisms of that? Because that was one of James Woods' yeah, concerns. I remember him um, being like, "This is clearly not written by a Jewish person." Right, right, right. And right. I don't know right, if James Woods is Jewish himself, but you know, like, I was when I was reading this, that was also my concern. Like, her main character was number one Asian, right? Number right, right, two right. Jewish. Okay. And so here's
0: the thing, like, um, when I was saying I was saying earlier that like. A lot of people were kind of expecting her to do like the big next big multicultural novel yeah. or the big British multicultural novel, as it were. Yeah. Um, but like the big British, people, yeah, <laughs> sounds like it's, <laughs> it's like it's a, the great, <laughs> the that's great a reality British, show, <laughs> the great British multicultural <laughs> <laughs> novel. Yeah, it's a, a popular show. Oh, um, it is. It is. Wait, so no, um, but like the criticism was that they, well, okay, coming out of White Teeth, they were like, oh, okay, you've got all these ideas about like. Um, immigrants, like non-white yeah. populations in yeah. London, in, in particular. So they were thinking like, uh-huh. oh, "Okay, so she's probably writing from her background," which one uh-huh. would assume, especially considering that Clara's character was uh, Jamaican, is Jamaican, because her, uh, Zadie Smith's mom is from Jamaica and she yeah. had moved to London. But uh-huh. but uh, I so found she's first generation. Also, there was another interview where she was quoted to say that she also. Felt that the Jewish part—that sorry, the Jamaican part—that she was writing in White Teeth was far from her own experience. Like she didn't really grow up with that aspect of her heritage. So, like in in effect, like when she was writing the Jamaican um, portions of the novel, right. she basically had to like look that up on her own, yeah. like from from like total ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Which means like the scope in which she was writing um, White Teeth was coming out of all these observations of people around her, but not coming from her own, like, sort of personal experience per se. Yeah. So whatever it must have been in uh, Autograph Man that appealed to her, I think I I can only possibly think started from that very abstract notion of, like, Okay, well, you know, you know how celebrities are now the new religion. What's up yeah. with that? I I, yeah. I believe like, with, that's my what's best What's up with bet. that. Yeah, that's my best bet on what right. drew her to this novel. But then like I don't know that's why I really cannot put my finger on why she picked or why she decided like yeah. we're gonna make the main character to, Chinese. And um, we're also gonna make him Jewish. Yeah. That's my
1: that's my thing also with her in general. Like with these first two books. Why doesn't she just uh <laughs> I don't know like what why is she being so removed from herself? This is not well, like a total yeah, like no, I, criticism of her also, but like yeah. it's more of like I really just genuinely want to know but think, because like yeah. you know in in this especially now like if she had put out that book now I I don't know if it would have been I mean like not this you know it was very right. critically shot but like I mean like it, I feel like it would have been worse and I think that it's kind of lucky that it kind of got forgot amongst her, like, other books because, uh, you know, or, like, I don't know, maybe someone's going to dig it up and just be like, oh, this is kind of weird that, like, a <laughs> Jamaican-British person was writing writing about, yeah. you know, Chinese-Jewish
0: things. That, that's always, I think, one of the great initial push and pulls that you experience as a writer, figuring mm-hmm. out whether or not you should write your own experience or if right. you should try to write as far away from your experience as possible. Like, right. like, um, like. Okay, like, if writers, for example, were to write their experience per se, then literally all novels would be about writers or about novelists, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But so there's already that one degree of removal. But then yeah. it's figuring out how much work you have to do to make it obvious that the book is not just about yourself, but thinking deeply yeah. about certain things about the things, world that people yeah. can relate to. Yeah. And I think at least with regard to this novel like I kind of admire the challenge if she Mm -hmm. was setting it out as a challenge for herself to try to write about something that was far from her okay but there are things about the way that she writes about faith and about connection and about even autograph collecting that Mm -hmm. part of me is like Oh, there's a part of her that is very passionate about these things. Yeah, like th- th- this is something that she secretly like the core of it is still there. Like this is something that she's secretly very geeky about, but she mm-hmm. might not talk about it with most people. You know, right? You know, right? I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. No, yeah. Okay, and I think it makes sense also because remember how before we were saying that she she grew up wanting to be in musical theater and yeah. that she almost studied tap and stuff. So maybe yeah. like that could be part of it. Like and she, we know she, that.
0: From Swing Time, she had also gotten it out from the movie that was also called Swing Time, and it was also yes. about dance. So she had yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. watched a lot of movies growing up as a child. Old,
1: old golden age stuff, yeah. seguro. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I, 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 there's a part of me that kind of admires. There's some. There's a secret ambition to this book that mm-hmm. um I think is not apparent when you're coming straight out of white teeth and you're yeah. seeing how ambitious that book is and you're like oh why didn't she just do that again and yeah. I and I, for what it's worth uh, even though we haven't really started on the next few books I feel like the next few books are a return to that and NW in particular mm-hmm. is supposed to be I think her most <laughs> ambitious novel right uh, in terms of like form and that's the one where she really goes like postmodern and everything yeah so yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So going back to the novel, um, she—sorry, uh, uh, he—Alex uh, goes to New York, and he goes to the autograph expo with two work colleagues who are named yeah, we, Lovelier. We didn't really talk yeah. about them yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go. I, yeah, just, yeah. I just realized that yeah, yeah, yeah. you set up who they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I was going to introduce them. And then we went through this entire tangent only to end up back here. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so he goes to New York with his like autograph men colleagues named uh, Lovelier and Dove. And Lovelier is an American. And like... We were, again, listening to the audiobook for this one, just like what we did for White Teeth. And the audiobook was read by Ben Mar- Barnes uh, of um, Chronicles of Darnia fame. And then... Yep. The the thing is, like, he did so many voices he and accents. He was
1: so good, though. I was going to say, like, he is pretty good. Yeah, I
0: was I was really impressed. I'd well, really...
1: I mean, like, his American is, like, okay. Like, it's I mean, like, standard, I couldn't imagine like, it. British...
0: No, wait, here's the thing. So this is the thing we talk about a lot. But, like, his American accent... <laughs> Uh, I said was identical to the American accent that Florence Pugh uses for yeah, little, and women. little Women, um,
1: or when she's American in general.
0: Yeah, when, whenever she does American roles, she does a specific yeah. type of American accent, and you can always there. There are different categories. I, I, we, I've told, we've talked about this before, <laughs> of like British people doing American doing accents. American, yeah, yeah. So like,
1: and the number one like um, one that we can kind of point out is like, if you guys have ever heard Emma Watson's accent. Like when she puts yeah. on Amer- an American accent, we've realized that like a lot of
0: British um, people just who sound the, like that. Who are the ones who do that? Because I, I remember who sound that like one, Emma Watson,
1: yeah, David yeah. Tennant. There's oh, another one. Oh yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Sheen also a bit. Okay. Like even if he's lived in the states for so long, his accent has never like really. So that's one. Better. Okay, so that's one category. Yeah. The other category and, uh, that is I'm, Florence.
0: The, the other category that I'm more familiar with is the school of Alan Rickman in Die Hard, <laughs> uh, which is the same as Benedict Cumberbatch in Doctor in Strange, Doctor Strange and, which is just like, and Martin Freeman in yes, Black Panther. In Black
1: Panther, also yes, which is very which hard, is basically like yeah Davis. it's
0: like oh my god i'm sorry uh, yeah. i didn't mean <laughs> to I, i'm really yeah. sorry don't oh yeah. god <laughs>
1: it's just That's, oh you mine. know who's <laughs> also under here is um uh uh daniel radcliffe yeah He's very similar yeah. also he yeah. struggles so hard and it's all like doctor strange is always just like Tone. yeah
0: yeah it's like mr star there's only one chance Four. for us to save yeah the multiverse Four. your brother <laughs> of madness
1: yeah, they're all just like robots, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't
0: know. But that's why I always like appreciate that when they they're doing like a real world role, quote unquote. And they just like yeah. go for their natural accent. Like yeah. my favorite I don't know about you, but my favorite Daniel Radcliffe film outside of the Harry Potter movies is, oh, uh, is. what if the F or also known as the F word. It's the movie yeah. where it's him and Zoe Kazan, Will They Won't They and mm. you know, I mean she ultimately in real life ends up with Paul Dano, so uh, I guess they did yeah it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good but, movie,
0: but um, yeah. So like, like that one. So like, his he's, accents—he's British. Yeah, he
1: literally—he's British. But then also, okay. Another amazing thing is that if you're like a person who's into accents, I would recommend listening to his reading because he also does different kinds. Yeah, of oh. British or like English accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives which like a different so, voice each Yes, character. which I super was into. Like, as somebody who just wants to learn accents and stuff, <laughs> like he, like. For example, the accent he gives for um, Joseph is diff. Uh, Was his, his name Joseph? Yeah, Joseph yeah, yeah. is different from the accent of Sina. Adam and Adam Ruben and Fine. stuff, because Joseph is from another, from the other part, like the other side of, like yeah. another suburb of London, which is like on the other side of Mountjoy, and and so his accent is quite different. And then also when when it's like, um, like for example, the milkman.
0: Yeah, he also yeah. sounds
1: different, and then also when he or even he like the also rabbi
0: at the end and
1: the, yeah the yeah correct correct yeah. and then also he he at one point did a Yorkshire accent which I was super <laughs> impressed with also I was like whoa he's <laughs> really doing this yeah yeah like he went really north and then but then like you know, when he has to be like a New Yorker yeah it is like very very
0: sad you know what
1: it yeah it's very it's you know what it is it's like he is it's for me he's like half. His foot is already going towards Florence, yeah. But part of him is still doing like what's in a Bene- Benedict Cumberbatch do, right? Which so sometimes he'll just be like, um, oh, "Yeah, let go."
0: Sorry, it was just like when he's doing that accent. That's when I can picture him the most. Like, if it's any <laughs> yeah. other accent, I can't. I can't picture him. I'm really. really thinking of the novel. But then, whenever he does the American accent, I imagine that's him when there you can see the, Ben Barnes? in the recording booth, being like, <laughs> he's like moving around. Yeah, he's like and he's dodging. Just being like, left listen. And right.
1: Yeah, that's what he sounds like.
0: He's always like, listen, L- listen. Tandem. Yeah, I don't mean tandem. to don't get in the way this. of yeah, your yeah, yeah. stuff, but Look, like we
1: just need to move this shelf. <laughs>
0: you wanted to get the autographs, didn't you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, or like, or when they're in New York, and and what's his name, Lovelier, is like, what are you doing? We can get uh we can get like a limousine anywhere in the, any corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's yeah, wait, he saying?
0: <laughs> wait, wait, because we forgot to mention also that okay, oh, so like your lo- fan cast. So, no, 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 wait. So Lovelier and Dove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna introduce these characters. I so, promise. Rob, we'll, so, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> so Lovelier and Dove are two fellow autograph men who are mm-hmm. like his like coll- colleagues at the auction house that he is a regular at. And Lovelier is American. (laughs) That was, like, the whole thing we were building up to. We had to, like, reveal this whole world of knowledge before we got to the reveal that he is American and he's living in England. And that has somehow made him, like, weirdly, like, aggressive towards everyone. And, like, when we were listening to the audiobook and then I would hear Ben Barnes speak in an American accent, I had to, like, actively think of other people so that I wouldn't be so annoyed at Lovelier, who, like... Mm. Is really a yeah. despicable character. No, yeah, he's so annoying.
1: All he does is like talk shit.
0: But then when I started to imagine him as like a comedy, a, a comedy personality who is like deliberately like a shitty person, like Jason manzukas yeah, like
1: who plays a lot of shitty people. Yeah, like, we're not saying his, he's a no, shitty sorry, person. Yeah, yeah. No, he Jason, plays a lot. I know of shitty you're
0: big in the. <laughs> <laughs> podcast, I'm gonna bleep that yeah. out. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, but I'm then like you know how that's his thing. thing. Like, like everyone Zadie always, a- yeah.
1: Everyone always asks him like, "What's it? Why do you?" Always played the same kind of person. And he's yeah. always like, cause I look it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you that he, he would be a good, like, if this were to be something, he would get he would cast. My, yeah, my I, best I, best no, best but best then, you know, best another best person best best best. who, who, who could be cast as him would be, um, if you wanted him to be less zany or like less out there, if you wanted the performance to be kind of contained, would be, um, uh, oh my God, Ben. Be- ben, uh, ben from Parks and Rec okay. No, no, no <laughs> <Yeah>. Ben Hosley
0: <laughs> <laughs> really have to sing, like, Not who, Ben Hosley who, Like Ben Kenobi No, no no, no. No, no, no Yeah, yeah Ben Kenobi
1: know. No, no, no Be- um, No Freaking from
0: Yeah, from Parks and Rec
1: <laughs> From Parks and Rec What's his name? Not, No, not, um, not like the character know, Ben No, no,
0: we know who you're talking about We know who you're talking about See, um, Adam Freaking I'm blanking on his name. Adam... No, not
1: Adam Gago no, okay, I don't I see, like, see, anymore. see, I know What's I've his never watched Parks and Rec I'm sorry I um. Oh my God, uh, Jean-Ralphio?
0: Oh, oh, oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> like his real name's Ben, right? Ben,
0: ben Schwartz.
1: Ben Schwartz.
0: Ben Schwartz. Sorry, I was super that's, blanking on his name. Yeah, I know, totally but I super, I super also imagined him. I didn't think of him also, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, because
1: right, because they both play contender. different yeah. kinds yeah. of yeah. act assholes yeah, all the time no, that's true That's true. and especially like the the lines where lovelier is being really outrageous that's where you can really imagine jason mantoukas but when in some moments where he's being like low-key that's where you can like kind of imagine somebody yeah. like ben playing him whereas like ian who who would you fan cast as ian okay i don't really have an answer so, but i have someone in so mind ian, but i can't ian pin who it is.
0: I, I, like he's at least british so i yeah. was like thinking more in the line of like very like low-key British actors. There's one who is like, I forget the name. The name really escapes me, but he's a popular collaborator with Guy Ritchie. So like, <laughs> just pick any... Jude Law. Just, no, just like pick any non-menacing, <laughs> but also like not leading man type characters from... What movies has Guy he been Ritchie's? in? All of
1: Guy Ritchie stuff? I can't... Was he in the, in, the Sherlock I stuff? I really
0: can't put my finger on it, but I swear to God, he feels like he would be like a uh, part of the environment there right um, so anyway yeah.
1: weirdly enough I also imagine you know who it is I was probably who thinking did you of think? who did you think? um, good old Oliver Chris I think he oh. would be a funny okay yeah sure, yeah sure sure sure
0: okay, who would no. you cast in general no, let's but, just like, do okay, this Okay. No. so So. I think Ollie, Oliver Chris I would have assigned him more to like a higher status character so I, like so, Joseph so, or something no not even Joseph but like within their cadre of like autograph men um, the they they have that rival, the guy who they did. Oh, don't that like, guy who baggy. just comes in. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. like he's yeah. supposed to be like the corporate side of like the right. autograph world, where sure. he like buys everything on mass and mm-hmm. then like he resells it like at a very exorbitant rate. So everyone doesn't mm-hmm. like him because he really does not make an art like he, out yeah. of the business. <laughs> I like get, yeah, fact. yeah, yeah. And he's a guy who I would beg more as an Oliver to Chris be knight, because he's okay. like has to be naturally, I guess, like. Charming from the moment you look at him, for him to be an effective mm-hmm. salesman of right. autographs. But by then the still, way. yeah.
1: But then still be a, like somebody that people could detest. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I I see what you mean
0: there. Yeah. So he goes. So they they all go to the autograph expo in New York, and like right away, um, Alex wants to set out on his agenda, figuring out where Kitty lives, because. Even though he's gotten the autographs from her, she didn't include any return address, and so really the only lead he has is the address of the fan club president, who we've mentioned earlier, uh, whose name is Max. Yes, Max. I just remember that his first name is Max, and then um, Max is supposedly his nemesis. Like he can already tell that he and Max are like diametrically opposed uh because (laughs) yeah because they never because he never connects him to kitty supposedly and and you find out that his suspicion was weirdly correct um but like soon while he's in new york he follows through with his meeting with honey we were saying Mm -hmm. that he had been exchanging emails with this contact named honey uh who was going to like sell or exchange like um autographs with him and soon after he meets her he's like she looks like weirdly familiar and i can't really put my finger on it and and this is the part where i wish like she'd kind of like signposted it earlier even before the thing about the emails mm-hmm. but then when honey shows up at the expo later on it's then revealed that she moonlights as a prosti- prostitute shoot, and yeah. she was like recently involved in this very huge public scandal which has now somewhat elevated her to the status of celebrity in the mm-hmm. autograph world. And so when she shows up, literally everyone recognizes her. And they have to be the ones to tell Alex, like, dude, that's like Honey Smith or Honey Richardson. I, I don't know why. Was she like using a she synonym? Has, or a... I
1: think Richardson was her name for like autograph world. Uh, okay. And then Smith is like her prostitute
0: name or something. Right. So they were saying like... Yeah, dude, that's the guy. Yeah, I mean, like that's the that's the prostitute who like she recently got involved with that politician. Yeah, and that's when he was like, "Oh yeah, that's why she's familiar." But then yeah. she's also like, in a way, like s- she has somewhat slightly obsessive tendencies where, like, when Alex first arrives at the hotel and he checks, he finds out he already has messages on his voicemail, and it they're, oh yeah they're all from Honey. Yeah, she, like I just, she's just like talking. constantly readjusting the the arrangement their of their meeting yeah. until he eventually finds out that she's now taken up a room next door to his. Oh my
1: god. Yeah 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 yeah. Right. Correct. Right. Like although like like that scene is so funny then because he's literally just like going through the messages over and over and they're so long because she keeps making side quento. <laughs> yeah. Like she keeps she's telling stories podcasting. in between. So she yeah, she podcasting. also was podcasting. There's a lot of proto podcasting. I think this. like this is the great um, podcasting this novel. This is of the, of it's the multicultural podcasting <laughs> novel. Um, but yeah, like so she, she she's making all this cuento and then he's like struggling by right. Like he's always like, yeah. oh my god, where are we meeting? Okay, okay. And then and he's just like, oh shit. Oh okay, she's right here. Cool.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. so once they recognize her, and then he meets with her again. Like, he's not like sort of intimidated by her status, but he's like, like now kind of more aware of her. And then, by like some way, he eventually gets her to say, You know, I, I really know the neighborhood super well. And he's like, Okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's both go look for Kitty together. And that's exactly what they do. And there's <laughs> what like, they, do? Yeah. They, they, they There's hardly any challenge to it. Like, they, yeah. go, they go into New York and then they go to the fan club president. And then naturally, like, he rejects them. He's like, no, no one else is allowed to have her. And then he kind of throws them out. <laughs> and then while they're sitting outside, they see him walking around. And they're like, let's go follow him. And let's naturally, just follow him, yeah. They follow him. And guess where he ends up? Yeah, that's right. The apartment block of Kitty <laughs> oh, Alexander. Kitty. And so after he goes and he takes her dog out for a walk, um, they go to the apartment and they find out that it is indeed Kitty Alexander's apartment. And you have, like, um, the chapter that I think is maybe my favorite part of the novel. Which is, like, the whole meeting scene between Kitty and Kitty. Alex. Which is, like, this whole... It's a whole scene of game recognizing game. Yeah. Where, like, he when he goes through her apartment... Like, based on what we've been told of Kitty her apartment is exactly what i expected it to be which is like full of all these sort of like trinkets collected from the past yeah. century and like she's clearly like holding on to these keepsakes of people that she's had all these connections with and she's unwilling to throw them away not that she's a hoarder in fact like um alex like recognizes her internally as a collector and that sort of like fills him with this like overwhelming sense of fulfillment because it's this idea that Oh, okay. She's like the me. The same-ish? Yeah. Like, yeah. she doesn't She doesn't do the autographs thing as a business like all these other people are doing. She's doing it to feel the connection, which is what I do. Which is what I get out of them. And then yeah. eventually, he comes around to introducing himself. He says, I'm Alex Lee Tandem. And she knows who he is instantly. And she kind of, yeah. like, reveals the whole thing which about, like, I've read your letters. They're, like, incredible letters. And, like... Mm for so long i was like held back from them because max the fan club president had been hiding them in like all around his apartment so the one time when i was like going around in his apartment and then I opened like a cabinet I saw all these letters that were addressed to me and so I read yeah. one of them and it was from you and it was one of the most beautiful letters I'd ever read so you have yeah. just like this complete like communion between these two people and it's so it's so yeah. beautiful like
1: it's great yeah like and also that's like the best like if you want to meet like your favorite yeah like if I want to you know of every time I try to... to
0: tweet at a crush or somebody <laughs> like I always just like imagine like, like you, just you know, wanna yeah she's gonna one day say like someday you wrote some of the most beautiful tweets but she's She's never going to say that. Uh, that's low key <laughs>
1: stressful to me because um, so one of the people I stan uh, is somebody who lurks a lot and favorites like random Instagram posts of fans. So that's <laughs> hey, <wait. laughs> or like goes through stories. Hey, can I bring up? <laughs> can I bring up your? Oh, can I bring my
0: birthday greeting to you? I bring up that story. Okay. Was, did you
1: not bring it so, up in the in your your podcast? One episode? No, didn't we record it oh, before okay. your birthday? Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: Okay. Go well, ahead. anyway, so it was Mandy's birthday recently, belated, and then like, Thank you. What I did was that um, because I could not celebrate with her in person, I had to find some way to mix it up from afar. <laughs> Luckily, I already had experience. Wait, to be fair, and
1: also we had we like we said in our, one of our episodes, the thing about me also is that he tends to surprise me a lot, and I tend and to play so, a lot or of like, practical play jokes, our pranks. Yeah, and so one time he last year he his birthday. <laughs> prank on me was that he lied to me about his whereabouts and then turns out he was here for my birthday and yeah i, was, I mean and, yeah so anyway so, so since i couldn't I, do he it he was i guess did you want to like top yourself yeah. in some kind of way
0: yeah sure i certainly top okay. <laughs> myself but like um the way i decided I, you know what
1: i mean uh, no i, I perfectly asshole. know
0: what you mean oh yeah asshole indeed <laughs> i definitely want to be the top and the <laughs> asshole at the same time. So anyway, um, this you. year, what I decided to do to greet Mandy in these socially distant times uh, was that I made a Twitter thread for her where I greeted her, but then I systematically tagged every single one of her crushes uh, in like Celebrity a multi-part, crushes, yeah, multi-part yeah. thread. It was like it was like the Avengers game portal so scene cute. of crush tags. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're, it was so good. we like, yeah, and I categorized you, you, them. You
0: sectioned it by region. Yeah, like, it like, global region. One tweet region. was just, like, was America, so and one tweet was crushes. just UK. UK. <laughs> one tweet was literally just, like, Baka. she has a crush on them, but she's not really sure. Yeah. She said maybe. <laughs> and then there was one, one whole tweet that was just David Tennant. There was one whole yeah. tweet that was just musical. That was crushes. just Anthony
1: Mack. Oh yeah, uh, okay. it was a, There was it one was, that was just Anthony was, Mackie.
0: There was one that was just John Mayer and Woody Goss and, and Wolf <laughs> Beck. just for yeah, the yeah, heck yeah. of and Wolf Beck. Yeah, and Wolfpack, yeah, me yeah, saying like appealing to John that you were a fan. Like she went to mm-hmm. she went abroad to see. You I did. Die. I went, went all the way you. to Australia. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did. So that was um. That was a great. So, how, how, how awesome day. would it have been if I, you know, if one of them. If it had worked, I would have, like, for real shit myself and then deleted brothers, my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> if the <laughs> least of these brothers had suddenly written back, finally, love.
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they had just been like, finally, <laughs> hey, Mandy, finally, love, love whatever. Love I would have really been I like. I am really yeah. Maharot for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, me that's me how told you ended me it.
0: yeah, Yay.
1: <laughs> yeah He said, you have the audacity to end the tweet, the end the thread by being like, "Also, if any of you guys have read this far in the thread, and you guys want to greet her, please make sure to say that." What did you say? That like that, I am
0: really maharat <laughs> for her. In our culture, that means <laughs> I am very happy for her, and it is customary <laughs> to our people to do so. So if you don't do it, nobody a sign Google of that. Anyway, yeah, so exactly.
1: So that's the worst thing. So how, but how like, yeah, nice so. Yeah, it would have been crazy if one of them at least liked it and was like, hey guys. Well, okay, like like
0: in, in 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 general, I think like this is like a good intersection to talk about like the tangent of this, like 20 years on <laughs> the legacy of, of Autograph Man. Yeah, this sort of like evolution of like Stan culture. And mm-hmm. I think the idea of connection because like definitely now more than yeah, ever, okay, people I know where feel you're going more this, yeah. connected to celebrity mm-hmm. than they've ever been. And it's to the point that the sense of connection, we, which is something that we've talked about a lot, the sense of connection is something that people take too much advantage of to the point that they feel yeah. entitled to certain things yeah. from celebrities, demanding yeah. things from their behavior, which they yeah. really shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And But then also, uh, I, what I wanted to say was that it's so interesting that you can find like bits and pieces of early online friendships in this novel as well, like with Honey and... Um and with Alex yeah. like I aming in whatever that must have been AOL or whatever shit yeah, yeah. and and also other people like they and and like they were people that Alex recognized as well and you remembered them from past transactions and would be all like if there is a certain thing that I have I can always and I know that one of my past customers um, wants it I can always you know message him and say that like I have this new one which would be interesting right. and so and then also the fact that there is a convention. That's one of the reasons why they go to New York is because there is an autograph convention that they go to. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically they're like The Comic Con. They're they're con, yeah. It's the auto it, autocon. <laughs> how <laughs> they should have named you, it wait, can, the autocon wait, can you
0: imagine what the uh, like, I remember though like in the book she was saying like there there were certain a, the, like, landmark moments by. no but there were like certain like landmark things to see like oh these are the guys who apparently were the ones who dropped the atomic bombs in World War 2 yes yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. there were like a you weird can, number it's, amount it's of Nazi weirdo- memorabilia yeah yeah but like, but like you know like i was like thinking what are the other ways they could do like what's their hall h going to look like it's like oh hall <laughs> h. it's like guys today we have hall a big h. surprise for you we're I gonna know. show you or like what's their
1: investor meeting you know what I mean like yeah. what's their what's their big <laughs> announcement that they're gonna make yeah, it's like, like, and it's this like an year we're gonna focus on it's like an interview post-war movie yeah with the
0: guy who owned the tissue that was yeah
1: like, no and but they even have that thing where there was that one guy who has the autograph of almost every person who's ever like worked with Elvis yeah 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 <laughs> Like even like, so, like the one maid, so the maid now. after her, a driver, like one guy That's who so made a over. sandwich. Yeah, okay, yeah, that so,
0: one, that yeah one was, like, but then over. like also, but like also, how different is that from what we have today? Like, really? no,
1: exactly, exactly. Like you could like I sometimes still think about this one, um, so that, like it's it's you know the thing about autograph the 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 thing that they were saying about autographs also is that the value also depends on who it goes through. Yeah, or or. Um, how often that person has autographs, yeah. or like e- even if it's a person like for the Elvis dude, that was like the extreme. But then it would was not like there. I remember him sort of mentioning that it wasn't uncommon for you to have autographs of somebody who was like a best friend of yeah. a celebrity or something yeah. like that. And, and a really close like example that I can think of is this influence Well, I guess she's an influencer now, or mostly a model. Her name is, oh God, I'm gonna really like bring up like my old fandom with this, but like, but like my, one of my first fandoms ever was the Jonas Brothers, and they had like this family friend that they, um, lived with, or like who lived with them growing up. Her name was Maya Kibble. Wait, and she's and wait, half sorry. Japanese. And then you,
0: you were saying that you wrote a whole article about this on underdog.ph. I did. <laughs> Just to get plug. I have Sorry. written so about my me...
1: past fandom. Actually, in relation to this and in relation to online, you know, like stuff, I have actually written about like my fandom days with the Jonas Brothers right, right, and right, right. how it revolved okay. around like uh, online friendships. And you can find it on underdog.ph. Underdog uh, anyway, you can also find mm. um, some of Mio's works on there. He's written some cool oh, stuff no, no, about no, movies. Uh,
0: enough about me. But please, please. Oh, okay. So, so uh, you're talking no, about Maya. No,
1: okay. So <laughs> yeah, her name was Maya Kibble and she had grown up with the Jonas Brothers because they're... Dads were both pastors, and then the dad had passed away when Maya was very young. She's like, she should be Nick's age. And then, like, she, um, so the, they were basically the adopted family into, the, they, they called her like the Jonah sister and stuff. And so she grew up with them and, like, in the background. And then eventually for college, I think she moved to Japan, which with her mom, they decided to move back there already. And weirdly enough, that's where she gets really famous there. Like, she became a model and yeah. yeah. she became an influencer. And then in the, strangest way that makes her like i suddenly became like three degrees away from no not maybe like six degrees no and like let's go with that phrase away from the jonas brothers because she married a guy who is filipino and he is a musician here and his bercada like his music bercada are people i also know they're now since divorced but like It's one of those fanfare things that it's like I I, I could really track the degree of separation from her and me by people that I really knew personally. And if I had if I were to autograph man that moment, it would be really relevant because she is also somebody who has her own like, you know, celebrity now, but then also to like maybe old old Jonas Brothers fans they definitely still know who she is and yeah. to have her autograph and or to be noticed by her would be really um would, would still be meaningful
0: but that it also like speaks a lot to like i mean this is something that goes without saying but the way that that sort of evolved now like, is that even when celebrities are using social media as a way to connect with people in another way, it's not even anymore like the way that we're using it as a personal platform. It's really now just a promotional platform to the point that they have oh, yes. all their Finstas for their real, genuine stuff. But even then, it's like, yeah. you know, what's the point? Because <laughs> like you're using also yeah. your main account to just like project this image to, of yourself. To pr- promotional and, stuff. Yeah. And that's the one that supposedly is supposed to get your focus more professionally because that's mm-hmm. you know how you get around that's
1: true yeah. and even with like us like in our group of friends and stuff i have friends who have their personal account and then they have like a work account yeah or like they have a portfolio account yeah y- y- which with, you know it's not a bad thing to right. have those things yeah, separated yeah. but like um but like you know, like like that whole i guess fanfare of it
0: yeah exactly exactly so, that, that's Like, like I mm-hmm.
1: wouldn't follow celebrities on my... De- well, I guess it depends. But, like, on my personal, yeah. you know, I do follow celebrities. But if I were to have, like, a portfolio account for some reason or other... Sure, sure. Well, I do. But then, like, um it, ironically, it's my Finsta, which I have, like, more of my work stuff on. And I would not follow a celebrity on that, I think. Cause I'm right, like, okay. I mean, and the off chance that, again, yeah. they would probably see something.
0: Yeah. Where is, so, like, I remember for me, it was so weird because i had been using twitter since high school and i had used instagram maybe a few years like into its popularity yeah like in the middle of college but i remember the idea of like following celebrities was not something that was really like it didn't really hit me until a certain point like i think twitter i was like loosely following some celebrities but i never thought of it as like oh this is a way that you can communicate to them and then, yeah. and then... No, and
1: you know... Okay, so okay go, go, go. No, but you first like, I was going
0: to say, just like in with Instagram, I remember there was a certain point where it clicked to me. Oh, you can actually get like the, this illu- illusion that you're getting updates life updates from celebrities yeah. just by having them yeah, on yeah. your feed in the way that you've been yeah. doing with Facebook all these years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that was it. Yeah. Sorry, what were you
1: going to say? Uh, no, I, I was going to say that on... <sighs> all we do is talk about Blank Check. <laughs> but like on, on one of their recent episodes, they... Sometimes they talk about like if especially if it's a film that comes out in like 2007 ish to 2010. That's like the infancy of celebs on Twitter. Yes, and I can't remember what episode what episode this was now, but they were talking about that like parang how. Oh, it was with Chris Gethard right. because mm-hmm. uh, whatever episode he was on recently. This was pre. This was early as Zemeckis, yeah. where like he talked about how Chris Gethard talked about how the reason why he actually kind of shot into fame in the comedy world was because of Twitter, because he, in the infancy of Twitter, this was like 2009 or something, Mm. his show on Comedy Central, I think, was just starting, and he really wanted a celebrity guest, and that guest was supposed to be Al Roker. Okay. And and he tweeted about it, and Al Roker had tweeted back basically rejecting it, because I guess... Yeah, which is because I guess it, it was such an early phase of Twitter yeah, that, you know, you there was no concept of like, I'll just DM you my reply or I'll yeah, email you nalang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he literally replied thinking probably that it was, you know, not that going to be that public. And then because of that, Chris's, Chris Gethard's like mini fandom started a tag where they were like, what? Why go for Al Roker when you could ask P Diddy instead? <laughs> yeah, and so then that's he how that started. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he 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 started this hashtag yeah. where he was like basically like get P Diddy on my show or whatever. And P Diddy saw it and he then yeah, was and literally him. his
0: first fucking guest. I and mean, like the Chris Getty he show. Put, he put like a permanent door for P Diddy. Like there's for only P. one <laughs> yes, door on the set that. P. Diddy can come that's through. That's true. That's it's for the Diddy door.
1: It's, it's only for P. Diddy. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things. And I was going to say something else also when, but, when you know, like it, Up. Things. But also
0: like the funky thing about you bringing a Blank Check there is like the irony also there is that, you know, when we talk about like people who are in the New York media circle like Blank Check and oh, yeah. people at Polygon, like we yeah. kind of already look up to them as like, oh, that's a, a very much true. higher tier of celebrity. But even in yeah. the grand scheme of things, that's not... Uh, they're not exactly like you know they're not yeah. they're not on the level of like the, the kardashians like, of like yeah 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 right? or so, like chris evans you know but like we clearly have like an affinity towards mm-hmm. them that endears us to them and yeah. enables us or sort of like encourages like us to we take were advantage just, of that connection in the social media yeah platform. exactly
1: like we're like i'm okay with, to admit this but we were really killing the other day because uh the blank check account liked one of my tweets and then retweeted it bah yeah so like That and that even then I was like, Holy shit, they like noticed us. So that it's it's that kind of thing. And it's that that like similar thing I guess going back to the that's the closest that we could get right now to receiving a legitimate like to receiving the dear Alex finally. Yeah, is being retweeted, I guess, by <laughs> yeah.
0: by one of your favorite podcasts. Which I mean, like, is it happy? Is that sad? Reader and, listener, and no, we don't know. Yeah, actually, you yeah, decide. you guys First, can
1: tell us. Like, I actually would us. love to talk about this with some of you guys. Yeah. Like, if if you've had like, for like a example, significant
0: like celebrity encounter in some yeah. way, like, do tell us. Like, I know, tell us because
1: actually, you know, there's uh, there's uh, there's just going into this a bit more. But like, there was this thread or not really thread but like this tweet before that was going around that was like retweet this with a story about us a really like and not really awkward celebrity encounter but like Mm -hmm. one of your more meh celebrity encounters and a lot of them were really good and then mine was um I retweeted it, and I I remember getting a bit of traction on this one because mine was about Isabel Daza, mm-hmm. and um and I think that's one of it also like if you find tweets like that that's really funny also like mundane yeah yeah, yeah. so there's yeah. so
0: many variations of this like I can think of so many like tangential stories one time I met the director and I wanted to congratulate her for the success of her film but I was so nervous that I accidentally said congratulations on the sex and then wait
1: what. <laughs> This? is this here or when you were in the UK I, I, I okay say, I was
0: here, but like I said congratulations okay. on the sex of your film oh, Jesus which Christ. like incidentally there was like a huge sex scene in her movie yeah. so I was like oh okay I'm, I'm never gonna Did let you... this down yeah. I, and so that's it Did she... <laughs> no, oh but no she was, like, and
1: I, I have she... one also
0: No, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, but
1: like I have an embarrassing one also that's similar Was that, and then this is also going into the whole like, sometimes you forget that like a celebrity that you admire is also like a real person. Not to say that I said anything super offensive, or that I was demanding of them of something. But when I was in Australia last year, and I had gone to Melbourne to see two things I had gone there because of well, actually, the second part came secondary but you know oh, yeah, i yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i went to see john mayer do you remember what do you know what story i'm leading I know, up to yeah, I know story
0: to yeah to. okay
1: so and then it turns out that while i was there like two days after the john mayer concert was the start of the fam- infamous um or like the famous comedy melbourne comedy festival yep and one of me and i's favorite comics who's british british chinese um was <laughs> Alex in- Lee sorry yeah it's actually no i'm just kidding no, no. um that'd be so crazy no but like he he his name is phil wang and he was gonna perform in one of the first early days and so it was one of the cheaper dates so i was able to I literally gave up like a day's worth of like, f- well, you know, it's not that expensive, I guess, to people who live in the West. But like to me as a third world country person who was there on like very little limited funds, I gave up like a day's worth of like food money to buy a ticket um, for his like 45 minute set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went and it was so good. It was so funny. But like I totally forgot that um, I sometimes kind of forgot. Like that, I was seeing him in real life. And so I did that thing. And if you know me, you will know that, like, some, well, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, every time Mia makes a joke, sometimes I yell, stop. Yep. And so that kind of happened. Phil Wang was Uh, making a joke about something. I know!
0: I was Set, at this by the freaking way. live show. You know, the, the, whole, and then the f- whole place where the oh, premise Jesus of why you're Christ. there is to the hear a person tell jokes.
1: I know, literally. I, he had told this really great joke and I'm pretty sure it was about Tinder or something. And then he, he... It was so funny and I was laughing so hard and I just went, stop! And I forgot that like the space was quite small. That was it also. It was like a black box you know, theater. It was really small. And so like... It was only like 10 rows of people something like that and so when i had said stop he heard me and he literally stopped and said did somebody just say stop and then i literally looked at him and i was like i'm so sorry i didn't mean it and he 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 looked at me I forgot what he said he made a joke about it and i was so shy and people were looking at me but they were laughing and but not like laughing at me you know like they were just like like, oh girl like
0: good job yeah yeah
1: yeah, they were just like hey you got noticed by him but also are you okay (laughs) and then i was like i'm really so sorry and he was like can i can i make another joke he looked at me he asked me permission (laughs) and i was like yeah please do the rest of your set i'm so sorry and then afterwards i had tweeted about it and then he replied to me and said Oh, that was you! Don't worry about it. It was actually really funny. Thanks for coming, something like that. Like yeah. it was very sweet of him. It was very and sweet. I, um, that's a good story. I I should look for the screenshot of that tweet and print it out. But yeah, that's okay. the closest again I yeah. will get to finally.
0: Yes. Okay. So we have to move on. Um, so yeah, Alex like soon like finds out that um, Max has been blackmailing Kitty. And, like, he's realizing, like, oh, Kitty is not actually having the best, like, kind of life situation that she could have. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I know that an autograph of hers is so rare that if we sold it on the market, it would instantly make her thousands. So he basically, like, eventually, like, he strikes up a deal with her. It's like, why don't you come back to London with me? You said you've always wanted to see Europe again. uh, And I know a way to get you rich, that you'd be able to survive without having to rely on Max for the rest of your life. And so yeah. they make that arrangement, and she goes with him. There, um, there are not. There's not that much else that happens. I think in New York, apart from his like kind of like, like very like protracted relationship with um with Honey, which ends actually very sweetly. I think in a poignant, mm-hmm. amicable way, yeah. where they kind of just say goodbye <clears throat> to each other one last time uh, while she's like sort of approaching the zenith. Of her fame in a skating rink, people are like asking her for her autograph, and they kind of just skate around each other, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And then after that, they go back to London.
1: Is that Rockefeller Center? Would you do? You remember? I, would, I would
0: think so. I would think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, on the when they get back to London, um, the idea is that um, Alex doesn't immediately tell everyone that Kitty is staying with him. Uh, but the yeah. plan is that he basically makes her make some new autographs and then or like he also has some belongings of her of like letters about like the time she had slept with some celebrities and like all these yeah. like all these like scandalous things that would definitely um, yeah like make a riot at the auction house. But the thing mm-hmm. that really does it in is that um like the day in of their staying of their getting back to London. Um, the news apparently breaks out that Kitty has passed that away she died and they yeah. su- immediately suspect that Max has told the news that instead of her disappearing she had passed away. And so now they have to tell Kitty and also like call the news to retract the statement and actually like say that it's alive that she's alive. but that's not mm-hmm. what Alex does right away because he senses an opportunity in the moment where he decides, oh like, yeah to make more money. yeah, if she's a recently deceased celebrity, then her mm-hmm. autographs, will only, like, go up in value. So he chooses yeah. not to do any of those which things. Which is such a
1: weird, also, right. this, is, again, goes back to, like, the wishy-washy thing. Yeah,
0: it, it reminds me, it's one of the things that reminds me, like, okay, as much as I've liked certain moments with this character, he's still very much a flawed guy. Which is, like, yeah. great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but then also,
1: in some ways, that don't make sense. Nah.
0: it's. I think the thing that doesn't make sense about it is it comes in, like, the last third of the novel. Like, it, it yeah, kicks right. off the third act of the novel in a two-part novel but it kicks off the third act and it makes you feel like wait a minute how is this supposed to be resolved because yeah like even at the end not to say that novels should necessarily have resolutions for every characters but like the part the point where you decide to end the novel there is going to be some kind of perceivable change so like and and I think with Alex, like if there is a perceivable change, I don't know if it's just in his disposition, like mm-hmm. and like uh, in a way of like trying to acknowledge. Well, change is actually in itself very difficult. The most that you can change very easily is your way of looking at the world. That's possibly right. what happened to him. But otherwise, it doesn't really like come through. Like the like the most that he can commit to changing is he decides to speak and do help out with the service. Uh, of his father's memorial, for his dad, which yeah. he had been like reluctant to do the entire novel through because mm-hmm. partly because of his trauma, partly because he didn't believe in religion, and so for him like it didn't really mean anything. Um, yeah. So like it, these are all things that are happening like sort of under the surface and are very subtle, but that also gets resolved. Like you know, like, I mean, like in terms of like the kitty supposedly being reported dead, um, yeah. she reads about it and then she has to strike a deal with Alex. Uh, and fortunately, Alex did make a big profit from the auction house. Like he'd made like hundred fifty grand from her autographs, so, and mm-hmm. and he gives fifteen a ten percent of that to like Duchamp who is dying, uh, yeah. which is a moment that kind of fell flat for me. Um, mm-hmm. But then like Kitty yeah, accepts... because they
1: kind of build that. Sorry, sorry, but right. then like they kind of build that some before he goes to New York. But I agree with you, na parang, the way it came around was not. I oh, know.
0: Yeah, and and kind of like what happens is that uh, the other thing that comes up is that Esther sort of finds out that Alex has been sleeping with Booth, and yeah. like she doesn't leave him outright, but she, you know, he can sense that it's coming, and the book doesn't yeah. really end with any sense of finality. Uh, as yeah, of yeah, that's very
1: true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: so the book is like. It literally, it's very open ended. Um, yeah. Where it ends with them... But she's at
1: the memorial. No, and yeah. then that's the thing. It's like, so her, so, so he, while well, he's in New York, he misses Esther's pacemaker replacement surgery, yeah. which yeah. is supposed to be on Sunday. So he's in New York by Friday. He's, he, ha- he misses the thing on Sunday, and then he's supposed to be back in London by Tuesday. Yeah. Then his dad's memorial is like a Thursday. Yeah. And Parang, by the time it's Thursday, and all of the stuff that he left behind on Friday, parang wala masadong nangyari. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. 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 So I. That's why I feel like when we come to an at the end of this novel, like okay, because it's it's again different from like what we got in like White Teeth, where at least like with White Teeth. Okay, she, yeah there was this
1: really sense of finality There, with, there was like that. which
0: she which she gave <clears throat> through that kind of flash forward but you could also tell mm-hmm. that she wasn't interested in giving you that sense of finality because she doesn't end with the finality she ends with the open-ended I'm, moment yeah. right? right, right right and right. and like to me seeing... but I
1: mean like but it's still like a you know something that circles back
0: sure but seeing how she did it in white teeth i I was more excited by how she did it there like clearly.
1: Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: yeah. So, yeah, all in all, like there was a part of me that was like, when I got to the end of the book, it's like, okay, yeah. So she's sort of committing to her thesis statement yeah. about how relationships are very abstract and here you are watching yeah. all these people do gestures, which, you know, that's the most abstract signification of their personality yeah. and their idiosyncrasies. So really, who's to say, unless you really know who these people are, what, yeah. what what's going on inside these worlds?
1: Inside, yeah. Right. Yeah, but and also for me, I think I kind of wish. I think maybe, or I don't know, I could be wrong about this, mm-hmm. but like I think for me would have made would have made the ending kind of tighter. Yeah. Especially since again, it was supposed to. It's about going back to the dad. Yeah. Was like if they had I guess talked about that a bit more? Sure. Or like sure from not necessarily that specific day when he had the seizure and died, but you know, like. A lot, or maybe I don't know. Maybe that was her point. Na parang the, the how the more he repressed and pushed away everything, the more that it was just gonna. It was eventually just gonna come out as him being like, "Okay, fine, let's do this." Like I get it now. I don't know. For me, that seems really. Does that make sense? Like, parang that that whole is uh, the sudden realization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so biglaan in some way yeah. for me.
0: I think it's, like, also touching on things that we pointed out were kind of things... Things that didn't really work with us in White Teeth where sometimes, like, she kind of goes so fast by the interiority that it feels Mm -hmm. like she is expecting you to know what's going on with characters when they make certain decisions. But then it's, like... Yeah. I wasn't always sure if I was on the same page as her. Yeah. Like, okay, like, another clear example of this was, like, um, after the auction, after he sees Duchamp and everything... He decides that he doesn't want to go home, and so he decides to get like really dead drunk uh, at mm-hmm. the bar in Mountjoy. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why he didn't want to go home.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say why because it's not like Esther was there, naman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not like Boot was there either. Right. Like, and I, then yeah. I, I had like, a, like he, and had it's like not an even game. like I think before it they don't or was it this? Is, yeah, and like was it that he was guilty because of? kitty or whatever but even then like it's it's so labo
0: i mean like i i can only relate to it in terms of like the feeling of going home and then feeling like but this is already me extrapolating is it's yeah. like the feeling of going home and feeling like. After a good day. It's, yeah, it's not. Things are not over. I think still have to yeah. be, go yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah. I don't. I, I almost feel like. But then, then it, you it. don't
1: feel yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same Rin because it's not like he's like, oh, that was a good auction. Time to <laughs> get massively fact, drunk.
0: In fact, what he says, the, this was a weird week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, and then so it ends with the memorial service. And you, as we said, we, you uh-huh. just see them doing gestures. And um, Alex is most fascinated by the people that he doesn't know. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's autograph, man. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we've already said that this book is, for us, it's not a required reading. Uh-huh. Um, this is Absolutely something that not. I think is definitely... Like, if you're, like, a Zadie completionist, like, we're inevitably going to be. Going um, to be. Like, you know, this is something that you'll have to pick up along the way. But otherwise, like... The... I
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, like, recommend this casually. Sure, yeah. To somebody who's like,
0: oh, I want to read Zadie, what would you... But I, you I, I think I'm, I'm left thinking a lot about those ideas about, again, connection and spirituality, which you know, then again, there are also like ideas that come out in a lot of other books as well. And those are... Yeah. And like flesh out much better. Right, exactly. Or like story, mm-hmm. like not even books, but like... But like even short stories. Like I would say like a thing that um, everyone has said like explores faith and connection and abstract relationships in a very interesting and real way is Fleabag Season Lion 2. Lion King. Oh, Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Our brains we are said very different parts, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, okay, okay, I would agree feedback season 2 very much so. Yeah. Um so yeah. agree, yeah.
0: I yeah, okay. So, yeah so we're done <laughs> we're with autograph man. Like... We're done with the autograph <laughs> man, I think. I think we can close the book yeah. there. Um our next episode is supposed to be... Well, okay. No. So the next book we're going to take on Are we doing on... announcements? Yeah, because the next book that we're supposed to be taking on is On Beauty. But uh mm-hmm. as you can see, we're already releasing this episode halfway through the last month the of last month. 2020 which means indeed. this will be our last proper episode of 2020 but not indeed. our last episode of 2020 is that confusing Indeed, yes it was because next week <laughs> we're doing <laughs> i'm just gonna year, say indeed again indeed <laughs> a year ender episode where mm-hmm. i guess you and i can just uh talk about how the year has been for us I mean, like we 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 debuted this podcast like relatively late in the year, (laughs) like literally the last three (laughs) months, like literally October. But um, But I guess like if in a way that people have been saying, like the people who have been listening to our reading break episode say they really liked it, uh, Mm -hmm. I think is room for us to have like another. Episode where it's just us and I think talking about chilling, like, yeah, just like
1: kind of like looking back, chilling like villains.
0: Surely every podcast is doing is gonna be you know, doing right? yeah. Everyone's doing a yeah, year yeah. End episode right um, year in review. Yeah. So. so next weekend we're coming out with a year end review episode, and then in January, mid January, we'll come back with On Beauty by Zadie mm-hmm. Smith.
1: Mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm. a little That's going to be su- a good one.
0: It's going to have a little surprise a for you. One. We have a nice little, little, surprise, little Christmas little, little, surprise. Little surprise. Not very little at all, but uh mm-hmm. but it's a little surprise. <laughs> little ol', little ol <laughs> <laughs> don't little old It's little. What we're doing. <laughs> it's a little old surprise.
1: <laughs> all right. I don't know where we're going with this. But <laughs> keep I'm, just like watch out for that. It's going to yeah, be great.
0: <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay. yeah you want to you want to leave out on anything?
1: Uh, oh, yes, I wanted to say right before we close out, um, I realized that you and I have actually experienced and we talked about this in one of our past episodes, uh, a little autograph moment because you got me. Oh, right. Nice. No,
0: that's right. That's true. Yeah. We did have an autograph. So we do have that experience. I literally just remember that halfway through this. Um,
1: but yeah, that's all I wanted to say is that if any autograph men are out there, um, yeah, share. I'm just kidding. I'm never gonna know. I
0: share (laughs) and tag us in your favorite, like, autograph, like in your personal autograph moments. Any celebrity. Yeah. That's true.
1: That's Um, true. Any of you listening, if you have really good stories about celebrity encounters or, um, meeting your faves or, uh, if you have autographs of, people that you really admire i'd really like to hear them
0: yeah i might share yeah. some of mine but on the, our social media
1: oh i don't know yeah okay. i'm gonna
0: see we'll see yeah.
1: oh you could share the one with when you met um uh okay are we thinking of the couple. same person i've got a couple oh, okay so anyway, yeah um,
0: yeah so follow us at the rec room pod on instagram and twitter that's rec spelled req uh thank you all for listening and with that,
1: please remember to rate, review, and
0: subscribe. Send us any notes on social media if you want to say hi. We love yeah. getting your notes mm-hmm. and uh, comments,
1: DMs. It's all good.
0: And we'll uh, see you next week. Oh, we'll probably do like polls and questions. I think again, like last time. Are we doing that again? Maybe we'll decide. We'll think about it. we'll We'll talk. Follow us. You'll see. On, <laughs> you'll see. Yeah. On Instagram and Twitter, just to be sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. See you guys and as always oh we're still doing that Ugh. you're now
1: entering oh jesus christ what <laughs> okay Sinking further. you're really bad at this you're, bad. you're not good at this that's my record review like right now.
0: thanks for favorite. listening to the record this episode was edited by me our artwork is by mandy Our theme song is 64 Sundays by Twin Musicom, which is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Check out more of their music at www.twinmusicom.org. For more updates on The Rec Room, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Rec Room Pod. Rec spelled R-E-Q.